be free from all the obligation. But we have to go home sometimes, right? Even one month holidays is enough, <laughs> one month a year. But you make more holidays and holidays and one month. Eh? Come every time, one week, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, so it's not necessary to make a extend an extension for your holidays anymore. We have to go back to our obligation. Our life, our time here is very short. Hmm? We have to make best use of it. Don't ask people to serve us. We have to ask, how can we serve people? Yes, all the time, and you never go wrong. What do we need that people have to serve us? We don't need anything. Yeah? We have enough clothes, enough food, and that's all. And the rest of the time we have to develop ourselves spiritually. And then we have to use our spare time to serve the world, both uh, inside and outside. Inside, we use our wisdom, our good vibration, our virtues to bless the people and the environment. Outside, we use our time, our physical uh, fitness, our cleverness, our talents to help wherever and whenever we can. If we do this wholeheartedly, we always feel fulfilled, satisfied, and we will never ask for anything. And we feel always enough. If we keep demanding people to serve us, we will be always in misery, always disappointed always have trouble. We provide for the people, and God will provide for us. That is the way of working in the universe. If everyone works like that, it, the system of the world will run very smoothly, and no one is ever lack of anything. But because we do not work this way, therefore the world is in such a state of wanting. Soon, sooner or later, we, we will have to be the torchbearers. I mean, in spiritual field as well as in worldly um, achievements, we will have to be the forerunner, the leaders of the world, not in political movement, not in revolutionary uh, reaction, but in shining examples of sacrifice, of love. That's how we rescue the world. That's how we lead the world into new age.
into new spirit of serving and loving each other. Love thy neighbor must not be only an empty sentence, but it should be a very ordinary, day-to-day, basic, uh, ordinary way of life. We have to love the neighbor until we do not know that we have even love, that we do things in love, just like we wash our hands, just like we feed ourselves. It's very normal, very ordinary, that no one even need to praise us. And if people praise us, we would feel a kind of strange. Why? Why should I be praised for washing my own hands? or feeding my own uh, mouth, for example. Yes, that's the, that's the, that is the true way of love your neighbor. Until then, we just practice. We are just in apprenticeship of loving the neighbor, but we not truly have that love. We do not truly understand. Soon, many of you, most of you, all of you have to be the leaders of your environment, leading mankind into a new way of thinking, new way of living. We have to, we have to show a shining example of sacrifice and true love. So, regardless of all your small obstacles, in your meditation practice or in your daily dealing with the world, regardless of your mood, of your frustration, of your personal emotion and uh, anger, fear, sorrow, we have to move on with the greater ideal, with a better, a more, a nobler goal. We have to keep this noble goal in mind and forget about the small thorns and the small pebbles and stones along the road. We have to wear big shoes, big boots, and walk on all the thorns. These big boots of protection is our determination to be noble, to serve in face of difficulties, and frustration. In face of uh, test of courage and faith, we must be greater than we imagine we could be. We must be better than what we expect our neighbor to be. We must sacrifice more than we can uh, demand from our neighbors or our close people, our associates. Only in this way we can show others how to be noble, how to sacrifice, how to love. We have to sacrifice in such a natural way, in such a repeated circle, 
until we do it without knowing that we sacrifice, until we sacrifice without thinking that we sacrifice, until the word sacrifice doesn't mean anything to us at all, because we do things in such a natural, automatic way. Only in such a vision of the world can we become one of the one of the leading planet in this universe. Only in such a vision that we do not need to go to Nirvana. We have have we should keep this vision in mind and make our world a paradise with positive energy and agreement between thousands, hundreds of thousands of us, we can make it. And it's not, I'm talking to you today in a dream or in a such a leisurely vision, but we will do it. We will do it as much as our capacity allows, as much as our time on earth allow. As long as we live, we must dedicate our whole to the goodness, to the progress of mankind, of the whole world, of the whole universe. Our vision must be so large, larger than life, must be so noble that we have nothing else to lose. We fear nothing in such greatness of a vision. Every obstacle becomes so small, every personal uh, inconvenience becomes so meaningless in such a vision. I do not feel that we're talking like a dream or just making a vision, but I feel that it will come true someday. It might have already begun to take root, but it will have to branch forth into all directions and make new buds, new flowers, new branches. It has to grow larger, greater, faster, and envelop the whole world with the spirit of love and service, unconditional service. What else do we need from this world except a few pairs of clothes and enough food to sustain our physical need? Why do we need to worry about wealth, property, position, power, and recognition of the world. If we know we cannot take more than two, three meals a day, if we know we, take, we need only a few pair of clothes to warm our body, we have no fear if we understand our need is very little. And should we shed this physical, Clothing is all right, 
It's all right. We will be given another if we need. If we don't need it, then it's fine too. We don't come back, it's fine. As long as we live in this world, we must make our life meaningful. What else do we live for? We will die sooner or later. And if we look back from the other world to the past many de decades of our life and we see nothing meaningful, nothing glorious about our action, speech and thought, then we will feel very burdened. That is how people have to come back to this world again. There is no one to sit in judgment except our own conscience. That is the only one from whom we could never run away. God might forgive us. The whole world might not know about our actions, but we know. We are the only one that we could not cheat and we could not uh, tell lies to. We could not run away from. So whatever we do, make sure that is beneficial to us. When we benefit other people, we benefit ourselves. We see clearly with our eyes what we do and how people benefit from it, how the world progress through our efforts. We know clearly. Our goal must be noble, must be high, must be mighty. Otherwise, what is the use of living the life? <sighs> kind of animal, feeding ourselves, working, raising children. Nothing more, no higher ideal, no lofty motive, understand? What should, why should we be just a very lowly, ordinary person when we possess such a mighty power, such a lofty idea? and we inherit so much noble uh, doctrines from different masters who had, who, has, who had graced our planet with their presence, with their wisdom, with their everlasting blessing. Why should we be just an ordinary, animated being instead of being a broader, a larger, a greater soul to benefit many other people and benefit our own conscience when we see, when we feel, when we know what we have done in life. As long as we breathe this air, we have done all, everything to benefit others. That is the way to benefit ourselves. That is a way to ennoble our soul and to grow, to become a Buddha. How else do you become a Buddha?
How else can you expect a Buddha to be? A useless one. Even if you, we become a Buddha, and we, we are so useless, we do nothing good, then what is the use? What is the use of the Buddha title? So we don't need for a Buddha title, but we need to know ourselves with our own conscience that we are worth it. It doesn't matter if the whole world calls us a Buddha, but we know ourselves that we are not worthy, that we don't try our best to help anyone. Our conscience knows it. <laughs> and that's the only way, <laughs> that's the only thing that we cannot hide, we cannot run away from. In order to do great things, we have to, to perfect the small things. Do not feel that great persons uh, only take care of great things and do not mind about the details. In my own opinion, in my own observation, I know that great people are very, very, mm, very uh, attentive to minute details. That's how they become great. I'm sorry if anyone else had a different illusion, <laughs> another illusion, but it is not that way. I have met uh, so-called many great people, truly great people, not those who thirst for name and fame and who snatch power by tricks and by political, I mean, um, craftiness. I don't mean these people. They are not great. They will be great in hell, <laughs> but not, not in true, not in real reality. So I have met many so-called great people, truly great people, and I have seen how they take care of minute details with great attentiveness, and, but with such a natural spontaneity that is kind of their second nature. And I think that's how they become great, because they do not uh, neglect anything. They know everything without having to pay much uh, attention. You know, you, you understand what I mean? Even some ordinary people, when they, they want someone to pay attention to something, their so-called attention is so minimum that even they say they have paid the whole attention, it's not much. Therefore, they neglect every corner, and that's how things are spoiled and not completed. I have seen many so-called great people, they're truly very humble in their way, and they truly take care of things in such a, uh, I say, joy, joy, joyful way, very willingly to do things, to take care of other people, to take care of the task and trust it to them at hand. So in the name of enlightenment, we should not broadcast this kind of uh, thinking that I am the great person, I don't take care of details, I don't care for petty details. This is wrong thinking, very, very wrong. That's why it is said that 
the ordinary way is the way, is the great way. The ordinary, ordinary mind is the Tao, is the path. If you are not ordinary enough, you cannot take care of details. <laughs> if you think you're too great for this job or that job, then you are not great yet. You're too small still, too small to be mentioned. Therefore, we should not pay too much attention to our mood, to our frustration, and to our obstacles when we practice meditation or during our daily life. We have to overcome them or ignore them. Whatever we can take care or we can smooth out, do it immediately. Whatever we cannot, forget them. It doesn't mean we ignore our faults and our shortcomings. No, we have to know and change them as much as we can. But we have to ignore all the obstacles that caused by the way, while we are taking care of our business, or we meditate, or we uh, execute some, um, some work, whether for the master, whether spiritually or mundane. We just have to do it. And whenever we do something, great or small, obstacles will arise. That we have to expect. To expect, but we must have a positive thinking that I will overcome it. Whatever come in my way, I will break it. I will kick it out of my way and I will go. Even though I might slow down for a few minutes, a few hours because of this obstacle, but that doesn't mean I will stop. I will just get rid of the obstacles and I will grow further. We have to be determined this way. Otherwise, we will be blocked all the time, here and there. With every block, we stop. <laughs> and we do not have any more energies. Before we have the highway, many people have to clear the road, move the mountains, move the rocks, yeah, paved the way, and it took many, many, many months, many days, years sometimes, and much, much labor, much sacrifice, much patience, endurance, and determination. If an engineer who built the road saw a big rock in front of him, which he should cut through in order to make the road, and he said, oh no, the rock, the rock should not be there. I am making the rock, why the rock should be there? The lousy rock. And he kept sitting there and cursing the rock all the time, or he give up, he go home and sleep. Is that a proper way? No. Similarly, when we walk on the path of the great intelligence of the great wisdom, we will have obstacles that we cannot avoid. And when we do anything to help people, we have obstacles that we cannot be avoid. But we do not feel negative about it. 
or we do not have to feel over-enthusiastic about it. We should be just practical, realistic, and take care of whatever problem comes. Not thinking in such a romantic way that, oh, whatever I do, I will do it smoothly, no problem, we have no problem. Problems we will have. But we cannot let the problem trouble us, that's all. Yeah? Not say we will not have problem, or that I will give up if problem comes. If we think, I will have no problem, <laughs> then when problems come, your frustration will grow three, three times the original size. <laughs> and if you uh, think and that you might, and if you don't expect problem, you might even give up when problem comes. So you better know the problem might arise, but we are determined to break it down and continue our road. Should problems not arise, it is good. That doesn't mean that we think negatively, but we are prepared. Should problem, problem arise, we still continue. In that case, we have less uh, obstruction, less problem. Understand? Hmm? Hmm. And even when problems come, the problems become less of a problem because we already expect and we already feel ready to fight for it. Therefore, do not let any uh, obstacles um, stop you from doing your work, from doing the work of the Master, and from doing the work of your ideal, from doing the work of to helping people, helping people of the world, helping the refugees, helping our fellow practitioners, helping the world. We have to overcome all this, all of this. It is very difficult to do anything in this world because we do not have enough uh, the uh, perfect instrument like in other worlds. That's why when people come to this world to practice and to help with the development of spirit, spirituality, their merits multiply manifold more than in a, a better environment. Many souls keep coming back to this world again in order to gain enough wisdom, gain enough merit to live in a higher world later. And the more we develop this world, the more uh, heavens there will be. We create a new heaven. It is just like when we go to a very uh, deserted land with no water, no trees, and we begin to dig wells and plant trees and plant vegetables, etc., and make a useless wasteland become a, a, a fertile, a green, beautiful place. Then we create a new park, new garden, new uh, living quarter. 
Otherwise, there has not been there. It do, did not exist before we came. Understand? Uh, for example, this place also has been a wasteland. There's nothing here except grass growing and no electricity, no big trees, only a few, and like a three mangoes, <laughs> and a few those trees next to the kitchen. These are just about the trees that we have, mostly useless trees. And after we came, there was no water here. That's the reason why place is cheaper than elsewhere in Taiwan. Uh, no water, big wind, <laughs> big rain, everything is in excess and extreme. And then we had to dig water, we make wells. The first attempt failed, the second failed, the third we succeeded. Similar to everything else, when we start to do something, we might not have success immediately, but we should not give up. Yeah. If we dig the first well, I say, okay, no water, we move. Or maybe we have patient up to the second well, and then no more water, still no water, wow, what shall we do? We move. Move where? <laughs> yeah? We can move to other land, but more expensive, and then it takes a lot of more time again to locate the land, whether we like it or not, and so on, so on, so on. When we come here, we came here, the chicken farm was there. And if I say, no, a chicken farm, I don't like chicken. And then we move again. We keep running around all life long <laughs> looking for a location. Yeah? Uh, if there's no chicken, there might be ducks. <laughs> Not ducks, maybe pigs. And then no water, then if there's water, there may be no trees. And when there's trees, there may be no water, and etc., etc. No end to problems. So we're stuck here. <laughs> we said, okay, we were here, and it's introduced to us naturally. We take it, whatever condition, we try to improve. So we put up the wall, we stop some of the smell and the dust, and we plant a lot of trees after we dig the wells. The third time, we dig a good well. And we use for thousands of people, you know that. Thousands of people use at once and week long or day, many days. It's okay. From a no water place, feed thousands of people with food and drink. And uh, from a, a lousy, you know, all kind of shrubs, you know, thorn, thorny bush, thorny bushes grow all over places. We make it become a a living uh, quarter, a living paradise, a small paradise, or at least for the initiates, they feel this place is their paradise. Well, I feel the same. If we go outside sometimes and we compare it with other places, even park, or more beauty beautiful environment, this is a very beautiful place. It has not been like this before but we make it into a beautiful place. And that's how we better the world. Similarly, we will do it in a greater, greater scale, a larger scale. As we move along spiritually, we move along in helping the world and to beautify the environment and helping with the poor and the needy. 
we have to help the whole world, not only one nation. And that is our vision of the future. And uh, we must do it in our capacity. So all of you have to be ready. Whenever I call, you must come. And be prepared spiritually as well as physically. Endure everything that everyone else cannot endure. Do anything that everyone else do not want to do. Work in any field which bring benefit to mankind. Go through insults and praise alike. Feel like feather. Everything's like feather. Touching you and fall away. No weight, no trace, no marks on the body. That is the way of the great men. That is the way of the great woman. And we must be these great people. If we want the world to be great, we must be great first. If we want the world people to be good, we must be good first. If we expect the world to be a paradise, we must live like paradise people on earth. There is no one else to, to rely on except yourself. You have to have faith in yourself, have to train yourself, have to be strict to ourselves. Should anyone else want to join us, of course, then we also take the responsibility to train them, be strict with them as much as we are strict with ourselves. Otherwise, <laughs> we should not. We be strict with ourselves, and this is enough. That is already very hard work to do, because it is not easy to be strict with ourselves. It is okay to relax now and again, to give, give yourself a break, but we must know where we are going and what we want to achieve. An extraordinary, strong, sufficient, self-reliant character. That's what we want to achieve. And moreover, uh, and above all, we have to be spiritually clear, clear and enlightened. That's how we can help the world and help ourselves to develop by all sides, spiritually, uh, physically, and uh, skill in our skills. We have to do everything. We can try everything. Have confidence and we can do it. For example, uh, just uh, yesterday or a few days ago, we started to pave the stones on the wall to make it look more graceful. At first, nobody believed that anybody can do it. But I did it. I said, yes, I can. I believe I can. And so I never learned it, but I do it, I did it, exactly as good, if not better, than the professionals. And then all the Vietnamese, all the monks saw me do it, <laughs> and they also do it, and everybody did it. Everyone who joined can do it. They never learned before. Just because I give them this inspiration, they have confidence. 
There's nothing we cannot do, provided we have the correct tools. Understand? Mm. Have faith in yourself, have self-confidence, respect yourself, and make yourself become one of the noblest, the strongest, the best, the most worthy beings ever grace this earth. Otherwise, what else do you want yourself to be? A chicken? Huh? Or a dog? <laughs> yeah, dog is good. Yeah, we say, oh, that person is very good. Why masters call him? He's just as good as a dog. You understand? Sleeping, eating, never bother anybody, never raise his voice. But what for that kind of good? Good like a dog or like a boof, you know, or like a, like what? Like a chicken, <laughs> yeah, run around, making noise, never offend anybody. But what is the good of that person if he cannot do anything else except not to offend anybody? You understand the different degree of goodness, yeah? Not just telling uh, everybody, oh, he's very good, he's a very quiet person, he's very brave, he's behaved very well and things like that. What is the use of that kind of person? You understand? However good he appeared to be, what good? He is the one who can be good, called good, when he serves mankind, when he makes other people enlightened, more intelligent, more capable, more self-reliance, more self-respect. Understand? That is the person I call good. Doesn't matter which mean he used to enlighten, to enlighten, to lift up these persons who come to him. Understand? The person who is good is not the person who always looks so sweet and, and quiet and never raise the voice and never raise the, the, the eyebrows and never talk and never scold anybody. That is not the true meaning of good character. You understand what I mean? Good for nothing. That's what the English words say. He is good for nothing. Yeah, he is good. You cannot say he's a bad, lousy person, but he's good for nothing. Understand this kind of good for nothing person? Yes. So do not label yourself as good when you do nothing, benefit others. When you have no intelligence, or use not your intelligence to make the world more lively, more beautiful, more loving, more livable. Do not dare call yourself a good person if you're good for nothing, like, if you're good like a dog. Yeah, always waving the tails and make yeah, and, 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 but the dog is better even in that case. He makes other people happy, he shows his love, and he's always ready for his owner. Whenever the master calls him, he immediately jumps up, even in his sleep. He's always ready for his master. In that case, the dog is even better than the person who is good for nothing just idled away his life. And surely that person has to come back again. Since we have been in this world already, 
and we have owned much to this world, the food we, we eat, the clothes we wear. Now, of course, everything comes from God, and God is the only person we should be grateful to. Nevertheless, God has used many instruments, and should these instruments become somehow damaged or out of order, we also have the uh, obligation to repair, no? If not for ourselves own use, then for the next person who use it, because through our use, it doesn't matter uh, intentionally or unintentionally, these instruments are worn out, yeah? Our neighbors, our fellow beings are these instruments. They are worn out spiritually, physically, through serving uh, the whole, whether they serve it in the right, with the right intention or with the wrong intention, they serve. And we are also one of those uh, who receive benefit from these instruments. So when the instruments go wrong or in suffering condition, we have to repair. That's the only logic, very logical way. So no need to say everything comes from God and I need to worry about anything, I have no obligation. We do have, we do have. So when we help other people, like the poor or the refugees, we actually pay, uh, repay, we actually just uh, do our duty. There's nothing to talk about or no excuse not to do it. When the world is in trouble and we can help, that is just like we repair the useful tools in order to use again in the future or for the next person to use. So in the name of uh, meditational practice, in the name of wisdom, of seeking Buddhahood, please do not mislabel enlightenment for idleness, for laziness, for excuse to run away from your own lousy character, to cover up your shortcomings and to idle away your precious human time. Okay, I hope you have gained some understanding during these few days that you stay with me or with the center. I have tried intentionally or unintentionally to show you by examples more than by talk. I am not a very talkative person ordinarily, so sometimes I tell you things in a very short way, and if you do not understand, <laughs> it's troublesome for me. I have to keep repeating, and that's what I, I do not like most. I do not pretend to tell you that I like everything just like I don't like everything, everything I like and nothing I dislike. I have dislikes and likes, but I endure both alike. There's no such things as a practitioner who reach a high level and for him everything is equal. No nonsense like that. How can it be equal? Huh? How can? 
If everything is equal, then you no need to even practice. Practice or non-practice is the same. Enlightenment and ignorance the same. Man and woman the same. Yeah. <laughs> eat vegetable or eat grass the same. Huh? Being a human or being a cow the same. <laughs> yeah. Then you go out and plow the field. <laughs> Understand? Yes. It's not true that everything is the same, but we endure everything. We tolerate everything with the same patience. That's all. So anyhow, that's why when I tell you something, try to understand quickly. And don't force me to repeat again and again, or raise my voice. I do not like it. But sometimes some of you pretend not to hear it, in order to have me repeat again, without feeling pity for my health condition. Because I have to speak a lot to every different people every day, not only you. You are not the only one in the universe. And you, some of you never consider this fact. Just think I have all the time in the world for you alone. And you can talk nonsense and you can idle the time and you waste all my energy. And expect me to become a stone Buddha, not to raise my voice even. Yes. Understand this illogical stupidity or not? Hmm? I hope you do. If you do not, I really <laughs> am very amazed at your <laughs> ideas <laughs> as a stupidity, yeah? Your cleverness, yeah, sorry, your cleverness, yes. Anyhow, it's not a complaint, just a straight effect for you so you can consider again and think about it next time when you want to talk nonsense, long-winded sentence, or pretend not to understand what I've told you. Before you help the world, please help me. Help me to take care of my body for you. Help me to do your work fast, to serve people in a short, efficient and less you know, running around manner, wasting time and energy. So, I am the person for you to practice your charity. Yeah, charity begins at home. Yeah, if you call me your best friend, your master, and you protect me first, help me first, and do not put a lot of nonsense demand on my small physical frame. And this is for all of you, not only for the people here. Mm. Not, that, not that you cannot make demand on me when necessary, just to save the nonsense, save the wasting time, save the pretension and all that garbage, that's all. Understand? Do things in a short, precise, efficient, necessary-wise manner. And don't make all nonsense and uh, I cannot tell it in English, see. Just trying to, I would say, pass time, you know, try to pass time. There are many other hobbies to pass time. Do not waste other people's energy in order to pass your time. 
If you have nothing else to do, go to meditate, go to sleep. Don't waste people's time and energy. That's also creating karma. Yeah? Even though I have not spoken to you personally today, but I have to speak personally to some other people. They take turn, you understand? Some business I have to do, some things I have to talk personally with some persons, different persons, at different times, all the time. I cannot always be around with you or talk to each of you individually. Therefore, even though this is the first time you saw me today talking to you, but I'm already exhausted. I cannot tell you how exhausted I am. I can only know how I feel. My voice, even now, is difficult to come out. I use all my <laughs> might to talk. I might feel better in a while later, but not now, understand? Feel kind of pressure on the chest, and the voice comes out in such a very uh, effortful manner. It's not for complaining, just to let you know the reality of things, the fact of my life, not the way you imagine. I don't live in glory, I don't live in luxury, I live for you, for all the people, for the most needed persons, and these cost my energies and time and strength, even though being not very close to me, you might not be able to realize this. I don't say to you that you pity me or that you uh, take it as a complaint, but so that you understand when I'm not around so much or when I excuse myself for some reason. Understand? Just right now, I don't even want to talk. I feel I could not even talk, but you do not feel it. Only me, I feel the pressure. But most of the time, I do not show. So, even then, when you yourself have pressure, or have problems, please remember, I also have my share with you, and do not have much illusion about being a master, because I always laugh with you, and uh, have fun with you whenever I can. So do not have such an illusion about a life <laughs> of a glorious mastership. It's not true at all. A master is truly a slave to every being. That is what a true master means, nothing else. Okay? I wish you a good night and see you tomorrow. Because I still have more work to do. Not that, not that uh, because of my voice, but I still have more work to do. I don't know why they will allow this worshipping of the devils to go on. And even allow some of these people to be in the Congress. Understand? 
this is this is <laughs> I don't know. This is not a freedom of uh, religions. It's a blindness. It is uh, giving in to the, uh, the the dark the dark force. It should not be done. Everyone is free to believe in some good religious doctrines, but not to exercise the dark power and doing some evil deeds in the name of religion, in the name of religious freedom. I heard that they do all kind of bad things in that kind of church, even sacrificing babies, do all kind of unimaginable things. Any one of you know about this? No? Hmm. It's also good that you don't know. Make sure you don't go near. It's terrible. They even print books about this. There's so many things, bad things. And these kind of books are even allowed to sell in the bookstore. Why I know this? Because sometimes I go to the bookstores in order to see what people read <laughs> and what do they preach over there, if any chance I see any good book or not. And most of, <laughs> most of this, the book I see there are not uh, up to my taste. And some of the books are about these kind of things, about the evil worshipping and black magics and the harmful consciousness, the harmful things that are being done to the people's consciousness. It's very difficult to get a human uh, body. When we get a human body, that means we are already up in the uh, evolutionary process. Yeah. We have progressed. And now, if we practice this kind of evil uh, theory, or doctrines, a system, then we regress. We become lower, and next life we will never be born as human again. Maybe for many thousands, billions, trillions of years. Because we have believed in the backward process, so we keep sliding down. If we are climbing up the mountain, then we go upper and upper. Once we decided to come down, then we are coming down and down and down. That is the harmful effect of believing in such a devilish uh, system. You understand? The dark force, the two forces in the universe, one is positive and white, the other is negative or dark. The negative is always struggling to fight with the positive in order to gain power. And in order to win, or at least to, uh, to, to take over some part of <laughs> the creation, they have to begin, you understand, 
to try to regress people's consciousness, to try to make people believe backward, and believing in them, following them, going down in the scale. And so when we are down, we are under their spell because we have no longer the higher consciousness to discriminate what is better for us. Understand? We're going down. We are far away from the upper level of consciousness. We are far away from our higher level friends. So we are alone. We are together with these low level beings. So of course, like attract lights, and we are together with these people. Oh. And we are forever there. Once we are with the dark force, it's very difficult to run away, very difficult to climb up again. Not to talk about that. We don't even have the strength. We don't even have the, uh, the desire to climb up. We don't even have the intention. And we don't even have the idea of having to go up. Understand? Until a very, very, very long time, many ages or many thousands of years, many billions of years, and then we suddenly feel tired of this. Maybe then we think of climbing up. But then it also depends on our chance. If we have chance, if the dark force even let us go to climb up, therefore it is very, very dangerous, very harmful once we make the downturn. Very difficult to gain back our, 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 our foothold, you know, our hold on the higher level of consciousness. Because they also believe in, in backward evolution. They do not believe that, that men have soul, that we have reincarnation, that everything we do have a retribution, have a, um, how to say, um, a reaction, yes. So they do any kind of things and do not believe in uh, retribution. That is a very backward conception. And this is no good. Not because political viewpoint, but spiritual viewpoint. Spiritual viewpoint is even more important than political viewpoint. Because any kind of regime, you understand, if it's bad, and then later people can make a revolutionary and cut them down or bring, bring the government down and replace a new government. But if a regime is successful in convincing people to believe in, in this kind of backward evolution, then it's very bad for whole human beings because we're climbing downward, uh, we, we're regressing downward. And it takes a long, long time for us to climb up to now, up to this level. And then we fall back like this, take a long time, many thousands of years. If we look back uh, at the history, we know when uh, even a few thousands of years ago, huh? Yes. People were still having no clothes on and living in caves and eating raw flesh. Yeah, they don't know what fire is and where to cook, a hygienic nothing, they don't know much. Yeah, only several thousand, some few thousand years ago, things are so much, uh, uh, I'll say, 
very much uh, in a barbarous uh, state. And it's difficult that we have climbed up to this so-called civilized order. And now that we have to jump back again into this kind of cows, there's no, uh, no respect for each other, you understand? No respect for parents, no respect for brothers and sisters, no nothing, no order. Everybody can kill anybody because of different ideas. Sons can kill brothers, father and, and daughter can kill mother, anything. No order, no moral, no respect. So this is a kind of non-civilization, kind of non-civilized life, kind of barbarous state of being that we have experienced many thousands of years ago. Understand? Now, if we come back again to that state, what do you think? It's a lot of waste, because uh, humanity as a whole cannot accept this, not for a long time. Maybe a handful of people accept it, but not the whole human, human beings. We have already uh, progressed very far in the ladder of evolution. We will not we will not be, be willing to, uh, to, to, to regress again. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my English is not very <laughs> fluent today. I speak in Chinese too much. But I think you understand what I mean, huh? Mm. So it is not that we help the refugees or because they are pitiful, understand, or because they have nowhere to stay, because of human to human, but also because of spiritual uh, campaign. Yeah, that the, the, the negative, the positive force has to win, have to make a balance in this world. If we let the negative power take over, then we're finished. We go back to the non-civilized state of life again living like animals, understand, do not recognize who is our father, who is our mother, who is our beloved, and who is enemies. Everybody equal. So you understand now, huh? But why do I talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> because people worship the devils. They do that. They even make a film about it. I have seen a mm, long time ago. Accidentally, sometimes they make, they put movies uh, in the airplane, you know, or somewhere, I don't remember. Oh yeah, I've seen this in, in Germany. In Germany, I knew one, some of the uh, film producers, film producers and film makers and film uh, traders and things like that. And sometimes, my friends, you know, some of the friends, and sometimes they take me to some of the premiere of these films. And so I accidentally saw some of these films which describe the devil-worshipping ceremony, all kind of cows there. <laughs> but I just remember a little bit, uh, very little about this, because they were not cautious enough. They have not do, done all their best to prevent this downfall.
they have allowed their consciousness to be taken over by this kind of dark force and this kind of low level of consciousness. They have to be awakened. They have to realize the danger and they have to climb up again. So-called one of the uh, top most powerful country in this world. And even then, even then, if they worship the devil, or if they allow even some of their population to worship the devil, if they allow this to legally exist, you understand? That means their consciousness is too low, too low. Because oil and water <laughs> cannot mix. If it is mixed, it is not oil or it is not water. You understand? Therefore, if the high consciousness people see any trace, any signal of the lower level, then they immediately understand. Understand? And they will not accept it. They will not allow it to exist in their system. But if the people somehow, or the government somehow, allow this to happen, to legalize this, they were worshiping, then we can see <laughs> that the golden days is going to be going to be lessened, going to be finished. Maybe they have not been careful enough, or maybe they have not considered, or maybe they have just thinking, it's okay. If they think it's okay, that means the level is very low. If they have not been careful enough, then there may be the chance that they will wake up again, they realize it again. But if they agree with this, then they are practically nearly the same. So such kind of country, such kind of consciousness will not prosper because the kingdom of God is not for these. In the Bible it is said, Blessed are the pure in the heart, for they shall see God. If these devil's worshippers can also see God, then the Bible is telling lie. Understand? If they are allowed to sacrifice babies and to, to destroy the, the, the sac sacredness of marriage and all that kind of moral values in the society, and they are allowed to exist in the kingdom of God as well, then God is no more. Understand? God and devil is the same. So why should we bother to strive to be good? Understand what I mean? So this is not logical. Any country, whether small or big, if they allow their citizens, they allow themselves to worship anything that below God, below goodness, below the moral standard of human beings, they already regress into animal state. So, of course, this kind of society cannot last very long. Animals do not know order, understand? They do not know 
much about orders. So you see, in the jungle, they fight with each other, they eat each other to survive. So if we human beings regress into this state, then we are only wearing human being flesh like clothing, but inside we are animal. Therefore, we must take care that our consciousness will not go below, at least not below human standard and the sin. They have to wake up and welcome the higher level of teaching and try their best to eliminate the devil-worshipping or the influence. Mostly, <laughs> for many cases, they try to eliminate the good one. <laughs> yeah, they make so much trouble. And they do not check their own backyard. When we first went for a lecture the first time, we had so much trouble with visas. Not I, because I don't have problem, but the uh, Taiwanese people, all the monks and nuns, most of them cannot follow me. Oh, none of them can follow. Only one, maybe one. Not even one. Huh? Only one person, one nun, and she, she could not even wear monks' clothes. So I have nobody with me at that time. They make so much trouble for us, the good group, <laughs> and they make so much convenience for these devil worshippers, the bad group. You understand? <laughs> they allow all this devil worshipping to happen in their own country, and even allow some of them to become congressmen who decide the future. Yeah, let the devil decide for you. Then you go to the devil. Of course, accept them before they awaken and realize what they have done. And they have to fight for their own consciousness. Otherwise, one by one, they will pour down. One by one, they will go down the scale, down the hill. And then one leads to another, influence each other. We cannot rely on material power or military, um, yeah, because these are nothing. Once, if God wants to destroy, even the whole army is gone too. <laughs> the whole banking system, the whole property, everything will be destroyed. We have seen many, we have read, read we have uh, proof of many civilizations which have been buried under the ground due to the tendency of following negative paths. The history has proved all this. And now, uh, even we have many, uh, um, how say, discovery of these ancient cities which were somehow much more glorious than our civilization even. They have gone, they have uh, uh, progressed up to the very top level of uh, civilization. Also to the very 
top level of um, electronic and uh, mechanic development. But even then, even then they forsook God, forsook the right principle of life. So they also gone down. These discoveries should be the great lessons for our generations, many other generations to come. But sometimes we human don't learn so fast, but we forget very fast. <clears throat> so we bring upon ourselves great disasters. And the more disaster we have, <laughs> the more we think there is no God. We blame God for everything. It is us, ourselves, should be blamed. I hope that what you have uh, heard from me will be also spread out into the world, into all people, to all the corners of the world, to awaken our brothers and sisters in order to save our word, because it is also a very beautiful planet. It could have been more beautiful, it could be more beautiful, and it will be more beautiful if all the people, or most of the people in this world, is awakened to the higher level of consciousness, believing in the kingdom of God within themselves, believing that they have the almighty power within themselves, believing that if we are positive, if we respect beauty, truth, and moral, morality, our world will become better and better and become a paradise. And we no need to immigrate to any other planet, but we can stay here and enjoy the harvest of our spiritual practice, of our discipline. Many other planets have evolved, have progressed so far. Only we, this planet, is trying to go backward. Therefore, we are kind of left alone in the universal civilization, in the universal evolution. So up to now, we are still here, crawling around on the earth and don't know much about a higher civilization, a high, higher elect electronic development, much higher frequencies, higher way of life. Mostly we know how to eat, how to sleep, <laughs> how to gossip, how to fight, how to make war. We have not even a real contact with other planets in this universe because our technology is too much far below, too much too much, uh, I don't know, too much backward, you understand? 
and we are still so so barbarous in nature that other planet people dare not approach us openly even for fear of being harmed by us even if they want to help us they have done so in a secret way a very very secret very very a cautious way. If other planets want to harm us, it's very easy, very easy. They would have done so long ago, but they did not want, they did not want. They are much more higher developed in all mechanic um, uh, invention and or electronic invention. For example, you hear about the UFO. These, these truly exist. <laughs> they are much faster than any of our flying objects <laughs> at the moment. There are much, many more things that we don't have. And should we dream of having a war with another planet, <laughs> we'll be this we will be destroyed in one second. But such is our people's nature that we might even cause war by being careless or being so barbarous <laughs> to strangers of other lands or other planets. If we carry on with our unpeaceful manner, with our war-loving, attitude, then we might even cause the damage and the total destroy of our planet if we dare attack those neighboring uh, galaxies or the uh, so-called extraterrestrial people, because they have much more uh, advanced technologies than than we ever can dream of up to this moment. They probably come with good intention, but because we are so war-loving and so fierce, it might cause war, it might cause war and destroy ourselves. It's very difficult to live in this world and to maintain a peaceful, spirit, because around us there's so much pressure, so much violence, and so much uh, bad influence, and so much injustice. Sometimes it's difficult for us to keep balance, to keep our peaceful manner and spirit. The only hope for us is that we have to practice the inner peace by meditating every day, by trying to remember God, by trying to awaken our own almighty loving power within ourselves. That is the purpose of practicing Guanin method. At least one hour of listening to the sound every day, 
we put our mind under balance in a restful mood so we can we are we will be able to control our temper to master our inner spirit you understand otherwise there's no cure in this world for us no other way we can keep peace within this violent turbulent world it is difficult especially if we are in a position that we have to deal with so many people of different temperament of different backgrounds and we are in the position of responsibility then it is more difficult therefore we must try our best to meditate to save ourselves to be in balance and that's how we save the world because if each of us in this world remain peaceful and loving then the world will be peaceful and loving at least if uh, the uh, the great majority of people in this world have such a peaceful and loving attitude then the world is not in danger and we will be able the majority or at least the group of people that is loving balance we influence the neighbors we make the the rest or other people peaceful and loving that's how we make peace in this world that's how we stop the war otherwise i have seen many uh congregation talking about peace <laughs> but they talk about peace in this country and the next moment another country breaks out in war and the, and this one had finished and the next one always the world never stop hmm? you see our world has never enjoy one peaceful moment together always somewhere there is war because the whole mankind have not all together in unity to realize that the only way to survive in this world is to love each other and to to have peace understand within themselves just somebody realize it and the other one doesn't realize it when three neighbors live together maybe only half of them realize this <laughs> that they have to love each other and the other two and half try to make war <laughs> or <laughs> try to take advantage of the other half <laughs> half of the neighbor understand and make more war out of his peaceful nature so that even that half neighbor already so rare <laughs> so rare to have peace have to also stand up and make war also <laughs> otherwise he cannot survive therefore everybody is at war with each other <laughs> so no no solution the way i see it is that people of this world is so much lower in consciousness so much lower than i expect much lower than i think 
And sometimes it's also difficult for me to live in this world. <laughs> sometimes I want to quit. I do not think I always like it or I always uh, can bear it. No, sometimes I cannot bear it, not even one second. I want to quit. But if I quit, then who else come? <laughs> so so <laughs> nobody else wants to come. I keep talking to them, say, you come replace me, okay? Say, they say, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> At least you wait until your time is over. Yeah, nobody wants this post. Everybody wants to become a president, but nobody wants, <laughs> nobody wants to become master. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, somebody wants to become master, but those who are not qualified, we cannot talk about that, <laughs> you know? I talk about those who are qualified to be master. They don't want to be. Nobody wants for this post. You know how much money they spend, how much time, and how much uh, trouble they go into in order to be a president or a congressman? So much money and so much time and so much talk. Sometimes their voice becomes hoarse <laughs> and no more because they, they fight for campaign because of the campaign, all the money is gone, and they're fighting with each other, scolding each other, cursing each other, lose all the dignity, just because of political campaign. And nobody runs for this post to be a master. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be the most glorious, yeah, most powerful, even more than president and king. How come nobody runs for it? I don't know. <laughs> Hmm. Because many people are scared. <laughs> many high high level people are scared of this world. They are aware, they they are aware, very much aware the danger of this world. Very difficult to keep yourself pure and clean. Very difficult to keep your position if you mix with the people of this world. You might even be dragged down into that level and stay here forever, understand? Forever. Be just an ordinary being. Because once you get in there, in this world, it is different than when you are up, up in the, the heaven. Power is different. The freedom of movement is different. Anything can go wrong, understand? So they might even fall. For example, you are a very good, strong person. You can run very fast on the surface of the earth. But once you become a diver, yeah, you put on all this equipment, the uh, uh, say oxygen mask, yeah, and the uh, the diver suit, and you dive deep into the sea. Now. You are under the water and in the deep, the seabed. You might encounter a problem, you understand? You are, under, you, you are within the fish, you look like the fish, <laughs> and you swim like the fish, and every other fish look like you, they think you are a fish. Yeah, they might come and attack you, want to swallow you up because you are a small fish. Uh, compared to other fish, you are small, <laughs> like the sharks <laughs> or the Killer whales, yeah? Is that right, killer whales? Yeah? And you, you look small. They might want to swallow you 
including your oxygen mask and oxygen bottle and everything. Yeah, he might not be able to digest it, but he does not know. He thinks you are a, a, a strange fish. You might want to try what kind of fish <laughs> for dinner, yes. Now you are far away from the uh, central control, yeah, control central, uh, how to say, center, yeah. And then you might get the message through, but you might not if the fish attack you and cut off the connection. <laughs> so even though you were very strong on the surface of the earth, you were helpless under the water because you were truly not fish. And if you cut off the oxygen mass or its damage, you're done, finished. You'll probably stay there forever. You might turn into a fish, inside a fish, <laughs> and become a fish. The outside shape is a fish, inside different. Understand or not? Hmm. Therefore, even a master who came into this world have to protect himself. Understand? Many different ways. Many different ways. Not ordinary way. Always have to keep contact within, understand, with the kingdom of God, with the central intelligence. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll be in trouble. You see how Shakyamuni Buddha has been an ignorant person for twenty-some years or thirty years before he is awakened again. And due, due to some good chance that he met a good master, that he's awakened himself, otherwise he might just not. Can you imagine if he produced a few more babies and then uh, his father died and then he became a king and he might be even worse off. He might not even awaken himself. You understand? Or Jesus Christ, he's supposed to be the Son of God, the one and only even. And what did he do? What did, what did he do in the youth? Nothing much. The same like everybody. Even being a carpenter, <laughs> earning money in such a, a laborious way, you know? Nothing special. And if he has not been awakened, due to enlightenment, due to some good master, due to the grace of God, then where has he gone to? We don't know. So you see Judas and Peter, they're supposed to be great enlightened saints, following the great master, and they fail even, even though temporarily, understand? But what I mean is the danger of this world at least they know they failed and they turn back again. But many people don't know, so what happens? <laughs> very dangerous, very dangerous fear this world. Sometimes the saints came into this world of the very high order. Saints come to this world and they have to be, they, they're trapped in this world for many thousands of years before they get liberation again and go back home. You may have been saints in the past life. You might have come here with a good intention to help this world, but then you get stuck here. Understand? And then maybe a 
the same equality that you have acquired in previous lives. So you are crying inside. You probably remember something in very deep of your subconscious. You remember that you have been something different from ordinary person here. You cannot bear the suffering anymore. Therefore, you call for help, so some master must come out, come down and help you. Understand? So if you practice very well and you are sincere, you'll be able to know that. You know this and you feel it. You know that you're somehow not from this world, not ordinary person. You came for some purpose. Now you have slipped down. <laughs> now you try to go back home. This happened, this happened. But since now you already have the life-saving string, so you try to hold on to it and you'll be in no more danger. And by the way, try to save your neighbors as many as you can and bring them along with you. They might also have been like you. They might also be same who slip who've been trapped in this world. So try to give the message, bring the message to them. If they were such a person, they will understand very fast and they will follow you. If they were not, then leave them alone. And don't grieve and don't feel sorry. They are not of our order. They are not of our circle. Understand? They have a long way to claim the evolutionary mm, process. We have planned very far. Understand? Okay. Oh, when an Indian, Indian master came to <laughs> anywhere, even anywhere, yeah, then the disciples start to wear big tails or horse tails or whatever tails, or wear the Indian clothes, yeah, and start to eat in ladus. Curry <laughs> and build their tongue. <laughs> yeah, what for? What for? Yeah, this is not necessary to follow the master country's custom. It is necessary and important to follow the master's teaching and principle in order to evolve and <laughs> become a higher being. Therefore, I am in Taiwan and I began in Taiwan and become famous from Taiwan for, I don't know, since seven years or something, at least, huh? since I first started to stay in Taiwan. It was 1983. Of course, I have not begun, begun so, so early, just a very little bit. I officially began since uh, 1980, 80-something. Huh. Huh. <laughs> 80-something, that's very good. <laughs> 89 or something like that. It's 89, yeah? Yeah. Very recently, three, four years now. Oh, over three years, or four years now. But I have only first introduced Vietnamese food last week. <laughs> Once, <laughs> one time. Yes. And I only introduced Vietnamese clothes last year. Yeah. Only in my, my birthday, only once. I have never imposed the Vietnamese tradition, customs, habit, food, literature on any of my disciples. Doesn't matter which country. 
And in order to break the image of a Vietnamese master, that a master even has a nationality, uh, I wear all kind of clothes to, to fool you, <laughs> to confuse you. <laughs> yeah, make you break any kind of conception. You understand that a master has to be like this, to wear like that, to wear anything. He don't even need to wear anything. He still be a master. Do you think when I, I take all my clothes off and, and, and lay in my bath, then I'm not a master? Huh? Understand? Or if somehow all the razors in this world are out of stock, I can never be able to shave my head. You think I'm no longer master? <laughs> I still be master. Understand? Like a doctor, he's always a doctor. He cannot lose his doctor quality just because he wear jeans or he wear Chinese clothes. Understand? Or an American, if he wear Chinese clothes, he cannot become Chinese. <laughs> His nose stuck out, stick out. <laughs> and his eyes will speak for himself, understand? So these are nonsense. These are very limited conceptions of ignorance. <laughs> we should not bother about that, yeah? Mm. So let those of lower level of consciousness drop out <laughs> and we more relaxed, <laughs> and we can joke, <laughs> and we can talk about higher things among ourselves. Let's not force those elementary st students into college just because we want a big crowd. Therefore, if we follow any master, follow his teaching, follow the teaching of the master. If it's higher, if it's good for our evolution, we accept it. If it somehow regress our spiritual status, then we must reject it. Doesn't matter how famous that master is, doesn't matter how good looking, doesn't matter how good the master talk. You understand? Eloquence doesn't mean anything. And the great congregation of followers doesn't mean anything. We have to follow the principle which enable us to progress, to evolve into a higher being. That is better for us. That is more lasting. Otherwise, we will be trapped into materialism again, and we do not realize it. If we are attached to a master clothes, or the master's outlook, or the master large or small group of followers, then we are trapped again into lower consciousness, understand? That we are attached, that we just, uh, I would say, worship the, the appearance, the material substance, and not the uh, uh, spiritual essence, understand? If I have promised you immediate enlightenment, and only one life practice for liberation, then you have to follow the highest teaching. Otherwise, this is not possible. How? How would it be possible that you have practiced only one life and you get liberation? How about life after life, billions of life, the karma, and all kind of misconceptions that you carry within your head? If I don't break it all into pieces, how can you get liberated? Understand? 
So, do not wonder that my teachings are different from other masters. And do not uh, put any suspicion. Understand? We have to be different. <laughs> if we want it fast, we have to undergo pain. We have to accept the forceful way that the Master wants to, 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 to uh, lead us into liberation, a total new, new conception, far away from what we have been used to, from what we have been carrying all the, all the time, life after life, in our subconsciousness. This we have to completely ignore it or break it up, apart. Otherwise, we follow it again. This life, same like last life, and next life, same like this life. How can we break away from it? Understand? If nothing so shattering, nothing so, so very uh, shaking, make us tremble, understand, and break apart all of our preconceived ideas, how can we get liberated? Some of our disciples in Indonesia have told our monk, a representative over there, that, oh, we like master so much, but we're so scared because our previous master never scolded us. But master scold. <laughs> we're so scared of her. So, you know what that master did? Who never scolded the disciples? That master has a lot of so-called magical power, can see into the past, the future, and blah, blah, blah. And he always talked about how good he is, how great he is, how much he knows, and how much uh, miracles he has, etc. One day, one of, that one of his disciples came to ask him something, that, that he wanted to oppose the government. That disciple opposed the Indonesian government for something, for the right of the, uh, of the uh, Chinese overseas over there. And he came to ask the master at that day that he had to go to face the government whether it's okay to go. And that so-called master said, okay, no problem, <laughs> full protection. <laughs> and you know what? That disciple was caught and put into prison the same very day. Yeah for seven years. Yeah, he never need to scold disciple. The government will. <laughs> the prison, the prison, the keeper of the prisoner will. The master don't need to. It's very good. You understand? He guarantees that the disciple will have no problem. <laughs> Just go ahead with it. <laughs> yeah, and the same very day he was put into jail, that disciple. And he keep cursing his so-called master for seven years until he came out. <laughs> and every other disciple also left him. Most of people left him after that. So you choose. You choose which master you want. Nobody can in interfere with this. But you must look carefully what you want. Not pampering, not spoil, not praise, but evolution, progress a betterment of our life, a better value of human beings, not just to get somewhere to spoil ourselves, understand? And to listen to nice words and sweet 
<laughs> so we praise is every day. What for? We can do that if you want it. You go into you know massage house, massage salon, yeah, sauna bath, bars, yeah, and you pay some drinks and you hear all kind of sweet things. Nothing else but sweet things. Very very easy. Hmm? Or you pay somebody to do it. <laughs> or you get a record player and talk all, tell people to talk all the sweet things inside and you turn the button and you listen to that. You're great, you're great, you're the greatest person, you're wonderful, you're okay, you're intelligent, you're nice, you're spiritual, <laughs> you're enlightened, <laughs> etc. Now we can uh, buy a robot, robot and put some information for him to what to say. Yeah, in some of the planets, <laughs> I have heard, I have heard, only I don't know if it's true. Some of the planets uh, somewhere over there, <laughs> one, <laughs> one or two planets, they are very advanced in technology and, 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 and uh, electronic. They produce many robots, you know, machine people, yeah. Looks exactly like human. Like, like themselves, exactly, so much alike and so efficient that some people, that many of them don't know who is the robot and who is the real, <laughs> unless they put them in front of a radar, a, a, a kind of uh, apparatus to kind of x-ray them. <laughs> and then, then we see the mechanics. Uh, device or, or what? Huh? Device? Inside, yeah. And then they know that is a robot. <laughs> if they see lungs and heart, etc., then they know, oh, no, no, this is a people. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Well, I heard, huh? I don't know. Huh? Okay. Now, <laughs> sometimes this kind of robot, they have become so used to with humans, Nah, habits and a way of life that they become just exactly like human and the hair just naturally grow and nails and everything just like human, just like the beings in that planet, okay? They're also human, yeah, human. There are, there are two different categories of beings. One is spiritual and one is uh, human. Human beings are those are like us, having physical body like us. And the spiritual beings are those who live also in other planets, but we cannot call that humans because they don't have a body like us, even though they're also beings, but they are higher, they're spiritual beings, or some are astral beings. Spiritual beings uh, are those we call in a higher level, né? astral beings are in a lower level. Yeah. So now, these uh, human beings, they create other robots just look like themselves, and then they use them. And some of them, many of them prefer to talk to robots, to live with robots, than to live with men, to live with their own uh, being, their own uh, phenomenon. So much that the society of that planet become a kind of disorder, <laughs> disorder. And then the robots make a kind of revolutionary. They went on strike. They want more rights, <laughs> more freedom. And above all, they want emotion. <laughs> they say, look, we like you, give us emotion. <laughs> we want emotion. 
but emotion is what they cannot create yet. So they try, they, they will go into make a kind of revolution and they want to cause trouble for these beings in that planet. So, so much that one day they were so scared that they had to trick them, trick them. They gather them all together in a temple and then screen them all out, you know, to see who has the mechanic device, yeah, inside. Then they, they trick them and say, oh yeah, you just stand around. We give you emotion in a minute. <laughs> and then they will put them apart, screw them all out. <laughs> screw them apart, yeah. They use a screwdriver <laughs> and break them apart, put all the, uh, the apparatus apart, so no more, <laughs> no more robots. <laughs> Otherwise the planet would become chaotic because they have created so many robots that the population of people, even less than the robots themselves, because they prefer, many people cannot get along with their own fellow beings, they prefer to get along with robots, because robots will not react to you, understand? They will not say, they will just do what they want, understand? And can talk nicely and uh, it's different from human beings, you know. There's no kind, no emotional <laughs> upheavals and reaction. So some people prefer the robots <laughs> that nearly put their planet into danger. So luckily they screw them all away, <laughs> apart, take them apart, because they are put together by screws and things like that. So they, they take them out, <laughs> put them apart, so no more. But then they have missed a lot of service from the robots also, because in that society there's no slaves, no, no, no sub subservience except machines and robots, but they have become so machinized that also the society has become devoid of, uh, of, of uh, feelings, of uh, naturalness, before they had turned around and changed on time. <laughs> Otherwise, probably the planet is no more, <laughs> probably the, the robots will kill all the people and uh, rule the planet, and we will have a new, new planet, robot planet. <laughs> and then if our, if our, how to say, if our astronauts, yeah, is that right? When success, succeed in going up to that planet and shake hands with these robots <laughs> and bring them down here, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? We will not know. Because we don't have the, uh, the, the, the sensitive apparatus in order to screen them. I think the screening system of the United Nations using the, to screen the Vietnamese refugees are not good enough <laughs> to screen these robots. <laughs> and then they will mix with us and we will mistake them for human beings or for extraterrestrials. Many of the so-called extraterrestrials that we have caught or seen from the UFOs are not human. <laughs> they are on, only electronic people. <laughs> Looks like human, but they're not. They are just sent down to operate 
the, 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 the UFOs and to get some information for the beings over there. Many of them are scared to come here. <laughs> they send the robot. If the robot gets killed, no problem. <laughs> they make new one. <laughs> but the, the real beings uh, seldom come down. Understand? Yeah, they do come sometimes, <laughs> but not all of them. Those who look very funny and, and uh, inhuman looking, these are robots and not, not truly <laughs> the beings from other planets. Anyhow, soon we will know mm. when they, they do come. Some of them look beautiful, more beautiful than us, very intelligent, very bright. Okay, I'll tell you some fairy tales before you sleep. <laughs> Just like <laughs> children before sleeping time have <laughs> to listen to fairy stories. <laughs> so I play the mother today. Huh? So I hope you sleep well and don't make too much noise. <laughs>